0: Welcome to F The Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F The Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, hey what's going on? Welcome to another episode of F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. I am Kim Doyle, and I'm ridiculously excited about today's episode mainly because I've been going down a little bit of a rabbit hole and digging deep on a lot of things in my business. And, you know, the best part about stepping back and going deep into things is it's kind of who you become in the process. And that's a little bit of an intangible. But in today's episode, I want to give you a little bullet list. I'm not going to do a whole lot of life catching up because honestly, this is what I've been doing. Um, I'm sort of sitting here Sitting here just waiting uh, for surgery, October 1st, um, doing a lot of resting. You know, it's one of those things that, um, gosh, my therapist reminded me, she said, you know, there's no necessarily like, oh, how are you feeling? It's not like I'm feeling great. It's, yeah, it's still there, but it's much more of a weary feeling than anything else and like a soreness. But so that's the same Um, and hopefully, well, you're going to get this well before I go into surgery, but that's less than two weeks away, just a little bit of an inconvenience and then a little bit of an inconvenience in terms of healing and what I can do, but it's all going to be behind me in a hot minute. So let's get into more creating and less producing. And in this episode, I really want to challenge you to start thinking about more creating and less producing. And and I'm going to explain what this all means, but let's back up a little bit and I'll explain where it came from. Um, And yes, I'm probably going to create a framework for this if I can. And a lot of these, I hope that you're seeing any of the frameworks or the little processes that I share to you, share to you, share with you will apply in both life and business. So you get to take whatever it is, whatever framework, whatever process, and apply it to where you need it. Because that's how I move through the world. That's how I operate things. And I'm really hoping just as a side note, you guys, it is pouring rain, massive thunder right now here in Costa Rica. But I do have a good mic. So I'm really hoping it does its job. You know, the tough thing too, so I'm, I'm recording these on video as well, so that they can be chopped up and sort of used for short form video. And so I'm using my AirPods as, appo- as opposed to my noise cancelling headphones because those are over the ear. They're bigger. That's on my tech wish list: Some in-ear Bose noise cancelling headphones. But so like, I'm so aware of how loud it is, but again, I don't think it's going to come through here. So in this episode, again, I want, I'm going to challenge you a little bit and I want you to start thinking about what it is you're creating and how you're creating it. So let's do the the backing up for this. Um, so I came up with the term F the hustle over six years ago. I know I've talked about this on the podcast and I came up with it because at the time, you know, so much of the narrative online was hustle and grind and, and you're not serious about your business. If you're not willing to do X, I'm very tired of these proclamations that people make that if this, then that, and it's, it's so shitty, that's all I'm gonna say. It just is. Stop dictating to other people what your experience means for them, right? And half of it's just regurgitated garbage, anyways. Um, I told you I was gonna start taking a stronger stance on this, um, but again, it, it was just what that message was doing to me. And let me let me clarify this too. We are responsible for how we take things in, and so I'm I'm so conscious now that I didn't have to take that message in. It has to do with, you know, where we're at in our life and business and what else is going on about how external, um, external voices and, and whatever impact us. So I'm not negating self responsibility here, but on the flip side, I will challenge any entrepreneur that there is a way to market and be for something, be for an opportunity, be for change, you know, that we're going to quote Mother Teresa. And I know I've shared this quote a million times, but when she was asked to march against the war in Vietnam, she said, no, if you have a march for peace, I will be there. Big difference, right? Same ultimate goal, but big difference. And the energy that's attached to that. Anyways, what happened to me is it made me feel like no matter what I was doing, it wasn't enough. And you guys have heard my story. I was widowed young. I had two little kids. I'm like, I cannot work harder than I am. And the truth is this message was coming predominantly from young males and who didn't have families at home or their partner was taking care of things or kids. And it's just, it's just such toxic horseshit. Um, Anyways, but, The thing is, (laughs) who said she wasn't going to rant, I am a doer. I like feeling productive. I like getting things done. The difference between now and who, who I am today and who I was, you know, gosh, even six, seven years ago is that I've learned to trust myself more. And when I trust myself, I trust the pace and the energy that's attached to whatever it is I'm doing. And, you know, yesterday, um... God, the thunder's so loud, I feel for the dog. Yesterday, I got an email. I'm on an email list for Brian Kurtz. If you're not familiar, subscribe to him. He's an author. He, he, um, I, I think he purchased, I had him on the podcast a long time ago. I should have him back. Uh, Eugene Schwartz, great copywriting legend. He purchased his works to resell them. He wrote Breakthrough Advertising. Anyway, so Brian sent out an email about being a slow reader versus a fast reader. And he was referencing... Somebody named Epstein was the last name, not that Epstein, um, <clears throat> who said fiction was a waste of time, which I disagree with. Any creative pursuit to me is not a waste of time if it feels good and you get to get lost in it. That's, that's just magic to me. But he was also saying, you know, not every nonfiction book or, oh my God, you guys, the rain is so loud. Um, I'm going to be really bummed if I should have tested this first, but I, I don't think it's going to be. Picked up by the mic, or I'm hoping post editing does a good job. But what he was talking about was business and nonfiction books where you can take your time with it. And if all you read is one chapter, if you get a business book or a nonfiction book and you're looking at the table of contents and what feels relevant, jump to that. And then it's fine. You don't have to read the whole book. And so the point of that was this, I loved this idea of being a slow reader. You know, I have a friend who reads so fast. She reads a lot of novels too. I, I'm i always reading one novel. That's kind of my um, escape <laughs> at night or my putting me to sleep, um, you know, <clears throat> or floating in the pool. I like to read novels and stuff. Um, but I, I read a lot of nonfiction and business and spiritual stuff. And so this idea of slow reading, because it's kind of like listening, you know, so many people are like, oh, I can listen to audiobooks on two times the speed. I'm like, I don't retain that. You know, it doesn't sink into me. And then there's this part of me that feels like I'm robbing myself from the material I'm trying to understand. Um, Anyways, let's circle back. (laughs) The slow reader. I highly recommend Brian Kurtz as well. Um, Like I said, uh, I do like to be productive. I like seeing the results of my effort. That was probably the one thing that was not the one thing, one of the few things that was a benefit when I was working in retail. Um, and I could see, you know, like, oh, we just cleared all this out. And you know, you get to see those results. It's like washing a car or I don't know, you get to, ah, I did that, right? And there's this very tangible result. But the thing is, you know, I just did not need to be bombarded with the message that I needed to do more. Or again, that I wasn't serious about my business because I was working 24 seven. And can we just zip it? about binge watching TV. Just shut up with that already. Whatever works for you, meaning I'm so tired of that narrative. You know, if you were serious, you wouldn't binge watch TV. You'd watch this instead. I cannot process more at night, you guys. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, I'm so into what I'm doing during the day that I'm reading a lot. I'm consuming. I am creating. And I'm also tired of the, you know, consume less, create. It's, it's like the consuming inspires the creation for me. So, again, how I take all this in is my responsibility. I do get that. But, again, I'm trying to get you to think about creating as opposed to producing. Um, I really believe that you need to do whatever works for you to refuel and recharge. So I didn't do anything with F the Hustle until almost two years ago when I saw the logo in a Dropbox folder. And I knew instantly that that was going to be the name in the newsletter, F the Hustle. It just perfect it was perfect and it sort of took on a life of its own and you guys I just published issue 96 I wish I had a round of applause to pat myself on the back for that because I'm very proud of myself I've not missed a week with that and um you know I now at this point and probably I don't know I might wait till I hit the two-year mark that might be fun to um to release a new format for the newsletter at the two-year mark yeah I think I might do that at 100 or maybe 100 episodes. Now, two-year mark sounds more fun, right? Which would be 104. Anyway, so fast forward to today, um, and I'm so much clearer on what F the Hustle is. And um, side note, more on this later, I promise. Um, I also, (laughs) I met with a book coach last week to start outlining the F the Hustle book. And I had started doing this a year ago, I was going to do an F the Hustle book, there was a seven day book challenge with with Jasper AI. And like, I love AI writing, but I really use it for frameworks or ideation as opposed to creation. I'm not knocking anybody that does it. But for me, this book is me, this book is mine. And so I am going to write every single dang word of this book. And, you know, it has to, it has to be me. Moving on. So the thing with F the Hustle is that it's subjective, right? Meaning it gets to be whatever it needs to be for you. Whether it's a shorter work week, you're limiting your calls, you take more vacation time. Uh, Maybe you're not going to sell a product or service the way everyone else is telling you, you have to do this. As long as you're willing to do it your way, look at what worked, what didn't, and then course correct. I mean, that's how we learn, but just don't do it your way and not have it work and decide it didn't work because I bet you there are pieces of it that did. Um, so where am I? You guys, <laughs> this is fascinating to be standing up. I'm listening to the rain and I've got two windows open. Um, maybe it's, it's choosing not to use social media and kudos to you if that's not your jam. Um, or it could be as simple as hiring someone to clean your house that is money that to me is always well spent. I love. I get my house cleaned every Friday. And I know, I know, I know. I'm in Costa Rica. It's like 30 bucks right, for five hours. And there's me and my dogs here. But I love going into the weekend knowing I don't have to clean anything. It's kind of delicious. Um, anyways, this is all about creating a life that allows you to do and be whatever you want. That completely sums up F the Hustle. Which brings me to creating more and producing less. So um, I'm going to back into this because I think it's going to be helpful to hear how I'm focused on creating in a way that isn't necessarily obvious. Like when we think about creating or creativity, we tend to think of, you know, kind of the arts for lack of a better word, writing, video, audio, drawing, illustration, design, those pieces. But creating is all elements of our business. So this we're going to talk about a line, design, and a sign. First off, that is not mine. (laughs) It's from an amazing book I started just devouring this past weekend called Free Time by Jenny Blake. She also wrote Pivot. Holy moly, do I love this book. So recently I shared that um, I got the updated version of Mike Michalowicz's Clockwork. Uh, because I wanted to remove myself from so many aspects of my business, wanted to, I want to. So I got Clockwork, brand new, revised. I don't know if I shared this on the last episode. I apologize if that's redundant. So because of that, though, you know, Amazon decides, hey, if you like this, you might also like this. So I look, I click over at free time to free time, um, and by the way, it's lowercase free time. Not that that's going to matter if you search Amazon, but if you wonder why I've done that that way in the post, <laughs> that's why. Um, and I always listen to the Audible sample because, especially when the when the author narrates it, you guys would not. I have close to 200 audiobooks, and oftentimes when I find a book that I love, I then take the book. Um, I usually take, I get the audible if I'm listening to it and I want to start taking notes and you guys can't see it. I have a notebook, almost two pages where I just was jotting bullets down that I'm going to share with you. Uh, and now I need to get the book because I want to go deeper and she gives you, she's got a whole toolkit with this book launch that you can get a whole notion template on it as well. So good. But, um, back to this. So I have also mentioned that I'm launching a new company and I promise within the next month you're going to hear about that. But I also want to make sure that the new company is set up in a way that it's not solely reliant on me as the voice of the brand and, and not from the place of, I'm not going to be on the brand. I'll be on the about page. I'll be creating some content and tutorials, but from the beginning, I have to make it really, really clear that there's a team involved, you know, and obviously I'll be using my audience to launch this. Um, but I just don't want to be the primary content creator. I'm at a level in my life and business where I know my zone of genius is, I want to say higher level, but it's kind of like, you know, me sitting here recording this podcast. I'm doing it on video, but it would not be my strong suit to go edit and create clips. That's not my zone of genius. My zone of genius is to write this podcast and make sure it's optimized and then to write a sales page that I'm working on, like I know, or create more doodles, right? I know my strengths. Anyways, back to assign design and align. What's hit me with both of these books and the work I'm doing behind the scenes for the new company. I've shared that I did the naming of the, of the product, which is actually partly part of the name of the company. They're, they're separate. Um, I spent a few days on the naming, going through Hello, My Name is Awesome, another great book, creating a creative brief, iterating and practice, like not practicing, but just digging deep into it, right? I spent a few days doing that, which it probably could take a lot longer if it were, you know, uh, more people making the decision. <laughs> um, but then I moved on to the messaging and the brand. So I'd had some logos being done by a new company I've hired. And I just felt like, we were picking a style for the logo that didn't support the 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 feeling and the direction and the future of the company. And so I was like, no, no. So then I went before, I don't know what came first. I started looking for logos after that and I found a font that I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is the energy I wanted. But yeah, actually before that, I went in, like I said, I used Jasper. For copy frameworks. So I went and did ADA, pass and before and after bridge. So ADA, if you're not familiar, is attention, interest, desire and action. The pass is problem agitate solution. So what I do and how I use Jasper is I go in and I go into each of these copy frameworks. And so I do the input, it's like up to 800 words about what it is, you want them, want them it to create copy for. And then you, you, ask, you put in the tone of voice, which I said was inspiring. And so then Ada spits it out. And so I do three inputs at a time. And I look at it. And then the ones that have some legs, I'll copy and paste into a Google Doc. And I break it into each of the frameworks. And I make sure to bold. I'm kind of a nut about formatting Google Docs so they're easier to read. Like I bold, attention, interest, desire, and action. So I go through and do all that. Once I've got a bunch and I do multiple iterations of this because Jasper tends to get a little bit smarter when you continue to ask for the outputs and I'm not a Jasper expert or AI writing tool expert at all. Um, But then what I do is I go through each of those and I highlight this works. This doesn't work. This is contrary to what we want the brand to feel like, right? So it's a starting point. So I did that for each of those frameworks. And I have this Google Doc, that really is starting to sum up the messaging for the brand. And so (laughs) it was really important to me that this is again, this is all the behind the scenes stuff that nobody else is going to ever see. Um, People know because I'm sharing it. But this is the work when I when I say do the work, yes, I want you to, to publish, right? Put your put your content, put your message, do all that but this is the stuff that's kind of hard, right? Until you understand it and you get, and you get familiar doing it. Um, you know, I sent out an email. Or did I put that? No, I talk about it a little bit later. I helped a friend do a lot of this on Saturday. And seriously, you guys, if you had told me five or six years ago that I would like doing this, I would have thought you were nuts. But it's because it was uncomfortable. I didn't, I didn't really understand how to do it until I took the time to dig in and start studying copy and studying psychology and how how what we write and share makes people feel. Okay, I'm going a little bit sideways, and I don't know if it's because I'm distracted <laughs> because I've got the video on. Um, but I want to share a few bullet points from the Align part of the book that has resonated so deeply within me. And so the book is broken into, like I said, Align Design, a sign. Oh, I put it, I put it backwards in the post. I'm just looking at this. It's Align Design and a sign. Um, but this is all from the align piece of the chapter of the book. Excuse me. So align is all about your values, your energy and your strengths. Next up, She says, get quiet enough to let the ideas bubble up, which you cannot do when you're on the pr- producing, producing more hamster wheel set purposeful intentions. Again, she's speaking my heart language guys. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, this one, i Friggin' loved. I thought it was so fun. And she's so easy to listen to. It's like you're ta- you're listening to a friend who's super smart, has a great vocabulary, and you just kind of want to hang out and get coffee with her. I do anyways. Um, I love this though. She says, there's a difference between lowercase hard work and uppercase hard work, right? I mean, I know you guys can hear my, the inflection in my voice, but for those of you those of you reading it, you're not listening to the podcast. But for people reading it, I I did it in all caps, right? So people are going to feel that. And there just is do the work versus do the work, right? There's a whole different energy to that. This one was just superb. How you build is as important as what you create. And then she went on to, um, she gave a baking metaphor in it. She said, and this, I'm going to it's redundant to what I just said, but there's a, a follow-up How you bake is as important as what you make. Nobody wants to eat a cake you hated making and so I want you to think about that how are you making this? Are you just I gotta make more I gotta make more I gotta make more right? So let's circle back to f the, to the F the hustle book for a minute and I promise you this will make sense. So as I was working with a book coach and this is a good friend of mine Christine Sheehe. Who talk about relationships, guys? We met in an online course. Holy moly, a long time ago twenty. I don't, I don't fifteen. We've known each other for a while. She is from New Zealand at the time. She actually happened to be in the Bay Area, which is really cool. Even though we didn't connect before they moved, we have since met in person once. Um, but Christine is a book coach. She's also an author. She's also an attorney, or was an attorney. Anyway, so I reached out to Christine because. Um, she's, she, she'll email, when are we going to write your book? And this has been in me. Like, I just know it's a part of what I want to create, which is to share my story, but also connect it to everything I'm doing. And so, um, I emailed her and I said, I'm not ready to hire you yet, but could I pay? Could I hire you for a session to start this process? And I want to explain, update her on what I was doing. stuff." She said, you've helped me a zillion times this one just one-to-one friends we're good. So fantastic. And so she, as, as I'm working with her um, and you guys, she is brilliant. I've linked to her website in the post um, or go to christineshehe.com and it's Christine with a C spelled normally. She, S-H-E-E-H-Y. Um, but she was asking me what the core principles of F the Hustle are. And I told her, I felt like I'd always had a hard time defining it but all of that changed with her help. She had the right questions to ask me. And simply by asking the right questions, I was able to get clearer on, I was able to get clear on, Oh my gosh, this is what F the hustle is. These are the core principles of F the hustle. And so on that call is when I said, more creating, less producing. And it had to do with one of the principles at the time. So, I mean, it had to do with, um, yeah, one of the principles that we were outlining. And so, as as I was thinking about this, I really thought about what happened to enjoying the work we do. You know, and this is not a dig. I saw a friend who I adore. I'm not doing names or anything. But it sent out an email and it was about... um how to produce, how to write three newsletters in two hours. And I was like, well, that feels stressful. (laughs) And again, you guys, this is all going to be contingent on, on what works right for you and how you move through the world. All right. Quick little pause there. Um, Everyone in my family calls me back when I decline their calls and because I'm an Apple user, my, my phone calls ring through every device I own. Moving back to the podcast. So a friend of mine, when he did this, I thought, is the goal to get as much done as possible? Is is that what we're here to do? And I, I don't, I just don't get it, you guys. Why does every freaking thing we create have to be done in a set period of time? You know, and, and I am going to differentiate between, you know, shipping because I completely understand the need to ship it and get the thing out the door. I am one of those people. I sort of ready, fire, aim. I'll put something out there. I'll share it with the world. And it's great. However, (laughs) I don't, I love creating my newsletter. I love writing the podcast episode. I actually love recording it (laughs) sans interruptions and phone calls. Um, But I don't love editing and I don't like doing the post production stuff. Excuse me. Um, You know, but, this whole idea that, okay, I've scheduled two hours to do this, I have to get it done. I just can tell you for myself, personally, I bring that energy to it, and it's going to (laughs) suck. Because I'm not allowing right, I'm not allowing what I what I've planned to create to flow through me. And this particular podcast episode came off a weekend of a ton of inspiration. So I wanted to hold that energy and stay in alignment too there's a line again, right? Um, So like I said, I completely understand the need to ship it and get the thing out the door. But there is a huge difference between being lit up about something that you feel like just a core calling to do to create to get out there. And I need to generate revenue. So I need to get this out there. Or I need to produce more. So I have to hit publish. I commend anyone who pulls a trigger and tries things. That's how we learned but some things aren't going to hit and that's okay, right? What's not okay is forgetting why you're doing what you do and deciding that the only thing that defines your success and value as an entrepreneur is how much you produce and how quickly you produce it. The problem with this kind of production is that you're going so fast that your message starts to fall flat. And I've pers- i I could pick three or four people that I watch this and I'm like, who are you? It just, and I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's working. Maybe I could be totally out of left field here, you know, but it's like when I get two and three emails a day from people all the time, I just got like, you're saying the same thing. Like none of this is interesting to me. And again, this could be where I'm at in my life. And at this point, I probably do have a, a knowledge bias when it comes to an online business. I've been doing this closer to 15 years now than 14. Um, and so I, I just think people forget what's the end goal. And when you create quality content, you can get way more leverage from that, right? Um, you're on such a, but let me start that over. Easy for me to say when you're on such a mission to make more, you don't even see that what you're doing and what you're making isn't working. Um, I kind of feel like I need to say that louder for people in the back, but you know, pay attention. And I get it. You might be looking at traffic and data and stuff, but before you go create more, look at what you've already created and say, can I make this better? Can I improve this? Like, okay, so here's a great example. I've, I jokingly have said this, but it's pretty true. I get bummed when I send an email or a newsletter and nobody replies. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, that was really good. (laughs) Why didn't anybody respond? Because I like having that connection. I like having that conversation And I like knowing that what I'm doing resonates with people. So all of this totally inspired a doodle naturally, because this is getting more fun by the day. So again, go to the post if you want to see it, but it's a doodle and there's two panes and the top just says producing versus created creating, excuse me, producing versus creating. So on the left-hand side, you've got a person running on a hamster wheel and the arrow is just going around and around and around. And they've got this like, distressed look on their face. On the right-hand side, you've got someone very happy who's like jumping up. Almost looks like they clicked their heels. Um, You guys, I literally had to make a motion on video. I didn't jump clearly with my back. But the happy person has a light bulb above their head. They've got crayons in their hands. There's a little heart. I mean, you just get it. One feels like a grind. One feels kind of magical. And here's the other piece of this. If this doesn't resonate with you, you know, I'm not saying go away, but then probably what I do isn't for you because this is who I am and this is my message and truly it's my purpose here. And I, I truly believe there's a way to do more by doing less. And it's it's not about I don't know, this isn't about a productivity system. It's truly about energy and alignment. So I've shared again. <laughs> I'm just going through the post here and I'm like talking about the doodle itself. Um And again, you guys, if you see these doodles, I am using SketchWow. I don't have an affiliate link. I wish I did. Just SketchWow.com. This whole element to producing versus creating is about um, the approach you take to the content you're creating. It's the approach you take to how you're producing the content, right? I'm all for systems and processes and schedules that help with automation, repurposing, and creating a team. You guys, I'm, I'm on such a mission to do this for my personal brand and this new company. But really this is about your zone of genius and how you come across to your subscribers, your customers, and your potential subscribers, your social audience, whatever, you know? And so here's how to know if you're producing instead of creating. A little water break there. How does your content sound? If you were to go and look at the last, say, 10 subject lines or headlines or tweets, are you saying the same thing over and over? It gets dull really fast. Now, that being said, I get it that it's important to, for you to be known for something. But things are very different from how they were a few years ago. People want to feel a connection to you. Think about who you always open emails from. I read this somewhere. I wish I could could give you the source. Um, but we open emails from people we know, like, and trust, right? Um, and I know that's an overused saying, but it's overused because it's true. Um, you know, I have a handful of emails I've subscribed to, subscribe to. Easy for me to say. You know was funny, you guys? Off script. I just had a green juice, and I kid you not. That gives me more energy in the afternoon than a coffee. I do love my coffee in the morning. um, But man, tripping over my words here. Um, So I have a handful of emails that I subscribe to that 95% of the time I end up deleting without reading them. Why are you still on the list then? Right? A few are friends. And I know it's okay to unsubscribe from friends, but I don't want to. Um, But more often than not, it's people I don't remember subscribing to. I haven't heard from in ages. And I see that name and I'm like, "Huh?" so I might open it, but I'm like unsubscribe. There's no relationship there. And this is not just about email. It's also about what you're sharing out there in the world, right? So creating should not be about just getting it out there. At least not most of the time. We all have those days, those moments, those weeks, right? I get it. You know, when we aren't feeling it and you get it done anyways, I've had a handful I don't, I'm, I'm not counting, right? But I know there's been plenty of times when I've written a newsletter because it needed to get out. And for me, it was more important to get it out than to worry about if it was my best work. And that's something that I do from the heart and that I love. So I know my intention ultimately is right. You know, my intention is is lined up with, with who I want to be and how I move through the world. But <clears throat> what you don't realize is is how much it hurts your business when you just keep pushing things out there without taking the time and you're just like on this massive production hamster wheel. Every time you push something out there because you need to be doing more, that's what your audience is going to feel. And I get it. I totally get it, you guys. This is one of those, yeah, but how do you know? It's all feelings, right? (coughs) Excuse me. There's a feeling of desperation to it. Like we all know, and it's just this like, I don't know, there's like a frenetic, Like, dude, slow down. Just shh, just take a hot minute and take a breather, you know. Your audience is gonna feel it. Your audience is gonna know. So I just take a step back for a second. It's time to enjoy the process. I had a ridiculous amount of fun working this past weekend. (coughs) Sorry, guys, one second. Um, I just (laughs) had so much fun working this past weekend. It's been gray and rainy, like I mentioned, in Costa Rica for a while now. I guess this is the quote-unquote winter. (laughs) Um, I'm going to call it fall, although it still says it's, you know, upper 70s here. But when it's gray and raining and you're not, I don't know, you guys, like I have socks on today. I never wear socks. Um, And, you know, I've got my little, like you can't see, but I've got a pumpkin candle burning. Yeah, all all the things, right? Um, But I'm not doing much. Outside of working and resting because of my back, right. So the quiet weekends, working feel like bliss when I don't have calls and I don't have anything else I have to tend to. It's it's really lovely. Um, so I spent part of Saturday morning helping a friend. I think I shared this earlier about with her messaging her audience and working on a name for her newsletter. Um, and then I ran out to get a friend here who has COVID. And having had it, it's like you will do anything for a little bit of relief of some of the symptoms. I'm boosted. So they weren't horrific, but just and you guys, this is Costa Rica. I do love it. You can walk into a pharmacy. I got a cough suppressant, um, as well as, um, something that was like mucinex in it. Um, and then you can ask for something heavier duty to sleep. Cause that was a big one for me. It's like, you feel so crummy that you, that I couldn't sleep. And so anyways, I run to the pharmacy for her, get it done. And then I was like, what am I going to do now? Like, I just was having this, like, what feels like play, but it's work. And so I had just recently bought Justin Welsh's content OS. Holy moly, this, I swear to God, I, people are going to think like I am, I don't know, but I get affiliate commissions just for mentioning his name, but his stuff is great. And I will do more on that later. He has this hub and spoke model for content. Then I decided I needed to go color my own hub and spoke, which was fun. And I, here's the thing. So I, I watched, I sat on the couch and I got all cozy and I'm watching the rain. I got my pumpkin candle burning and I just had fun. I just had fun learning from him. Um, and I started seeing a way to streamline my repurposing of my content. Um, you know, I'm, I I don't tend to get stuck with ideas, but I loved his ideation model. Anyways, it's fantastic. More on that later. Um, so on Sunday, my plan was to work on a sales page for a small course I'm doing called create an email experience, which I am so excited about. I will do a podcast episode after. Um, and let me just tell you the purpose of this is that this is off script. So I realized, you know, I've run some ads in newsletters for F the hustle and, and I watch my open rates are going up, which is, is great. And again, I don't know how, how true, the data is because of all the OS iOS updates and stuff. But anyways, open rates and click through rates are going up. And so, um, one thing that I realized though is, and I know I've talked about this before. I don't know that like, I've got a lot of people on my list. F the hustle is a great hook. And I don't, I didn't finish my sentence. I've got a lot of people on my list who've been following me for years is where I was going that not like I have a big list. Um, and they've followed me from the WordPress shit, WordPress chick days to Kim Doyle, etc. So who I am and what I do resonates with you, but maybe what I'm offering isn't the right product for you, but you stick around. Great. I'm super happy with that. Moving forward. I really wanted to make sure that the people coming into F the hustle knew what it was about, what they were going to get and what it was going to feel like to be a part of my world. So I'm creating an email experience. I'm so excited about this, you guys! Think about almost like a gamified email without the pressure of having to solve certain tasks. Um, so that there's going to be a lot of video, a lot of communication from me, like personal videos specifically to this sequence, um, Easter eggs where you get bonus downloads. It just—I I can't begin to tell you how fun it was to create this. And so I want to teach other people to do this because if you can put in more time and energy on the front end. It's gonna make the back end that much easier. So that's what create an email experience is all about. Hold on, I'm off to trademark email experience. Just kidding. Um, but that was my plan for Sunday is to do the sales page. And I've started working on it. And it's not gonna be a lot. I'm pre-selling it, it's gonna be a pre recorded course. It's not a huge course. It's gonna be available in a couple of weeks time. It's not, you know, some big, oh my god, launch. Um, but I was struck with this overwhelming feeling. That, you know, you don't have to do that today. You can do it when it works for you. Like, maybe you feel inspired to do something else. And honestly, that in and of itself felt delicious. And I know delicious isn't a feeling, but I think it expresses just that mm, sweet, juicy space of being excited and just super present. And so even though it was a self-imposed task, you guys, like, I get it. I wasn't necessarily feeling like doing that task, but I still wanted to work. Right. I had the energy. I felt creative. Um, and I made a very empowering decision on Friday, which I'm going to share with you, you know, and it was just, I don't know. I was feeling on. And so I wanted to do something else. Um, and so this, this is when the podcast is going to come full circle back to free time by Jenny Blake. So, like I said, I came across your book as a suggestion in Amazon. Um, I, I had no idea how deeply this book was going to resonate with me. I tend to listen to audiobooks, books. Um, like I said, in the car or um, when I'm walking, which I'm not doing a lot of, I, I couldn't tell you last time. I just sat, I mean, I didn't sit, well, I sat and listened to the book and I was taking notes and I was kind of doing stuff on the computer and just doing a little bit of stuff here and there. But, I really, um, oh my God, this book, I spent most of Sunday listening to this book, taking notes, you guys, and getting clear on how to create and set up the right systems in my businesses. Here's the magic that happened also. So during my call with Christine about the F the Hustle book, I was telling her how I had been hesitant to use certain words or language in my content, my copy and my marketing. I use them from time to time. I've talked to you guys (laughs) about I'm very spiritual. I was raised Catholic. I jokingly say I'm a recovering Catholic. Um, I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual though. And sort of kindness is kind of my religion. Um, But I've always been hesitant to use, you know, alignment and um, like, hold on. I've got like words like align and energy and magic and trust. And I say them, but not in the way that I thought it would be okay, if that makes sense. So then I get this book and essentially that's how she's built and scaled her business. This is her fourth book. She did write pivot. Some of you guys might be familiar with that. Uh, she worked at Google. She's a keynote speaker and I'm listening to this audio book and she's talking about authors like Tasha silver. And I'm like, she's a spiritual person and another intuitive book on spirituality. I'm like, is this possible? Like, can I can I combine these somehow? And just in terms of bringing more of me to the table, right? And so it's connecting the intangible with the tangible. And more importantly, not justifying or explaining it because she didn't, which was gold. Another phrase from the book was marketing with magic and serendipity. Ah, that hits me in the heart, guys. That's all the feels, right? So all of the work I did over the last few days, and my call with Christine, helping a friend on Saturday, taking the time to learn from Justin Welsh, and devouring as much of this book and her work as I could is part of the creating process. And I allowed myself that space and without a time limit, without expectation, without pressure to listen to the book on one and a half times the speed. I do listen to Justin Welsh at 1.25 the speed. Um, he speaks very methodically, very clear, very easy to follow. But 1.25 was good for me. Um, I don't know how people listen to books at two two times the speed. I can barely listen. Like Alex Hermosi, I want to slow him down <laughs> so I can grasp his concepts. Um, so here's another term, another phrase she talks about in the book that I want to give you a very specific example for. They're called NLBs, but you're nonlinear breakthroughs. So here's an example. So I shared with you guys, I'm launching another company. It's something brand new. And I had been talking to a friend about this and um, he had suggested being a strategic partner. We'll build your funnels, do your copy blah, blah, blah. Right. And in fact, I had spoken with someone else who said, have you thought about taking on a strategic partner where they basically get revenue share and a piece of equity in the company and do X amount of work or whatever. So... I've been meeting with my friend weekly to discuss this and he's great. Super good guy. Trust him. But I'm sitting here. I I was on the call and I'm like, I've done all the messaging. I'm getting the artwork done. I'm creating the product. Like I got this. I don't need any strategic partners. And having just come out of a partnership, which Jody was probably the best partnership I've had. Truly. Uh, The whole experience with the content creators planner was amazing. No regrets, respect and adore her, right? But I looked back, you guys, and I started realizing I have done a lot of collaborations and partnerships with people. I've got one other collaboration with Jason Resnick on Deliver It, which is a project, not necessarily a business, I would say. Um, and I on, going back to 1998, when I had my scrapbook store, I had a business partner. And it's just time. I am so ready to fly you guys and I'm doing it to the point my daughter's working with me. And I told her, I said, you're not part of the company. Like this is my company. I'm not sharing ownership. She's like, okay, (laughs) mind you, if anything were to happen to me, everything goes to my kids, but still there's that sense of, and I think this probably happens with a lot of women. Oh, you hit 40. I'm over 50, but you hit 40 and it's like, just no. And so on this call last week I was hit with the most overwhelming, intuitive nudge of no, you got this. You're not you don't need a strategic partner. I have uh, a friend who's like, I might want to invest difference, because lifelong friend, and it would be a, a financial investment versus owning a stake in the company. And I was I was just hit with this, you guys. I'm like, I got this. I mean, I'm at a point where in March, it'll be 15 years since I started this and I can hire, I can do a lot of the tech. I've hired a design team. I can do the writing. Um, I've got, I've hired a writer. I've hired graphics. Like I just know the operations stuff, like talking about all these processes and systems that I'm working on creating is going to be a process. I'm not going to get a template and plug it in and be, it's just not going to work that way. It's going to, it's going to take months to implement this and I'm fine. Um, but this, this nonlinear breakthrough that I had, I just knew with every ounce of my being that I'm not, I'm not giving away any of this company. And, you know, I'm also building a tiny effective team like Jenny, like Jenny, my pal says, oh, sorry, sorry. kind of kicked the dog there. Um, but because of that decision, and trusting that knowing you guys, my creativity and confidence is just soared, and I wish I could bottle it. It's an amazing feeling and it's worth celebrating. Having made this decision for myself is absolutely worth selling celebrating. So I want to wrap this up with a little summary. I know I went off in a lot of different directions, um, but I hope you see how they tie together. I hope that you decide that th- there's not a timetable on this. You guys, and there will be sprints. And Jason shared this with me, um, and I talked about this recently. I think it was he said he got it from Matt Giovannesi of Money Lab, who I definitely need to have on the show. But that he, they like to work in sprints. And so an example of a sprint for me is: what do I need to get done the next two weeks before surgery? I'm going to take the week off, the week after off, meaning no calls or whatever. My daughter's going to be here. So we'll do a little brainstorming on the new company. Um, I'll still get my newsletter out, but it might be, hi, I'm recovering. Surgery went well. I'll catch you guys next week, but it'll go out. Um, but be easy about this. Oh, hold on. Jenny said that too. Where, oh, here we go. Let it be easy. Let it be fun. Ah, I just, it should be. You guys stop fighting. Just we fight ourselves. And, and, and when I say stop fighting, that's the resistance of I need to do more. I need to sh- all of the, those shoulds, right? <laughs> here was another Jennyism. You guys, I feel like I'm just a, a spokesperson for the book now, but I am loving it. I love this one. Stop sailing the sea of shiny shoulds. Holy moly, right? Okay, on that note, let's do some bullet point summaries here creating better quality content, you enjoy creating, actually creating better quality, it doesn't have to be content, right? Because I talked about creating better systems. So creating is going to look very different based on where you're at in your business. Maybe it's creating a better routine. Maybe it's creating a better relationship with a VA, whatever that is. So creating better quality that you enjoy creating and can repurpose will outperform all day long. And that's very specific to content. But you get my point. Don't lose sight of why you're doing what you do. If you're not feeling inspired and if you find yourself stuck, start there. Why am I doing this? Who is this for? It's not only okay to listen to that inner knowing, it's imperative for your success. And I will, what's the phrase? I'll take that to my grave. That's a secret. I don't know. You guys get my point. Doing the work doesn't have to be uppercase hard work. You just need to do the work. Um, And start saying what you want to say and the way you want to say it. That's how you attract the right people. Um, So that's it for today, you guys. I love you tons. Thanks as always for listening. I truly appreciate your feedback. Um, I would appreciate reviews. I'm going to start pushing that a little bit more. And if you're looking to create solid systems and processes in your business, I highly recommend both the books Free Time by Jenny Blake and Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. Um, it'll just, even if it just starts getting your mind thinking differently and opening you up. So (laughs) my PS for this episode is I thought I was going to wrap it up. So on the, on my, on my book call with, uh, Christine last week, we were talking about F the hustle, right? And she said, well, some of this, I was in a mastermind years ago that I used to talk about. And a lot of it was just like, you know, make it rain brother, that kind of (sighs) thing. sorry. And to all my dudes out there who are like, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Like, I just got like, if women are not your audience, that's fine. But what it's just, and you, you think it sounds like, and maybe it's just me, but they're not saying appreciate you sister to, to the women who leave comments. Right. Moving on. But Christine had asked me if, um, some of that came from, you know, being in that group. Um, and I was like, no, what, what being a part of that mastermind did, I did connect with some amazing people and have created friendships that are, they're still dear friends to this day. But what it did was it opened my mind and it opened my eyes to what's possible because there were people making crazy amounts of money and not necessarily my business model, but all of a sudden I found myself open to, to more And I don't mean more stuff, guys, or more money, but open, right? I had seen something new. I'd seen something different. So that's my point in recommending these books. Even if you're not ready to do that, or you don't know if it's something you want to listen to, first of all, they're both authors narrate the books, and they're very engaging to listen to, but maybe they start opening your mind to a different way of doing things. And on that note, I am going to sign off because now I have to call my dad back. All right, guys, as always, thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business, and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.